Welcome to the Vanessa G. Fitcast. If you think eating less is the answer to getting lean, or that you have to choose between having donuts and wine or having a body you love, well then, girl, you are in the right place. Chances are you've fallen victim to diet culture's terrible advice on how to eat and exercise. But don't worry, this podcast is going to bring you actionable information so you can start transforming your body without giving up your life. I'm Vanessa Gillette, founder and head coach of Vanessa G Fitness and Nutrition. This podcast was born from my passion for helping all women create bodies they feel confident in. Thank you for tuning in and trusting me to support and guide you. Now let's do this. Welcome back to the Vanessa G Fitcast. I'm Vanessa Gillette Pozos, and here with me, my trusty sidekick. <laughs> the lovely co-host, Omar Pozos. And today, Omar, I, I'm a little bit, um, I was telling you before this episode that I, I feel like I have mixed feelings about doing this, and it's something that I've wanted to do an episode on this for a few weeks now, but I've been kind of nervous, and I talked to you about it, but... About how much you love me? Is this where we're going? Yeah, you know, I, I get nervous about that too. But no, talking about what we're, me specifically, that's the part that I'm nervous about. I'm not nervous about you sharing about what you're doing. Oh, yeah. But for me, I'm a little bit nervous about sharing what I'm currently doing with my nutrition and training because I think it's going to be kind of um, maybe shocking for some people. And I do feel like it's it's probably surprising. So I'm um, not going to lie, I'm a little nervous for this episode. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm actually, I'm excited for you to share this stuff because I think you've been putting in a lot of hard work to, you know, restore your hormones, get your body back to where you want it to be. And I mean, day in and day out. And I, I think I've told you this before, like I've been very impressed about how much um, just like perseverance you've had to like continue to stick with this stuff because some of the things that you've tried, some of the things that you're doing are not easy and they're not like, you know, something that, you know, you can just do on the fly. Like it takes preparation, it takes hard work and it takes you being intentional about this stuff, but you're crushing it, babe. I'm, I'm super proud of you. I really oh, am. Well, thanks. Yeah. So well, do you want to dive in? Yeah. So I mean, for our listeners, so it's been a while since I talked about what I really have been doing with my health, with my hormone health specifically. Um, you know, I've talked a lot about this on past episodes. So if you are new here, I definitely would recommend going back and listening to, I think episode 82 was one of the major ones where I yeah, talked Yeah, 82 a lot. and 83. It's like a part two. Yeah. Where I talked about my adrenal fatigue, but there's been countless episodes where I've talked about my own hormone health, my gut health, and some of the things that I've been really battling the last two years. And in the last few months, it's been incredible to see the changes in my lab work. I mean, from this time last year, it was spring of 2022 that I first did a cortisol test and my cortisol was completely flatlined. It was bottomed out. It's been a was, year already, huh? Yeah, which was wow, that's crazy. not good. It was really terrible. And it shows why I felt so fatigued, why I was struggling to get out of bed, why I was so tired all day long, relying on caffeine and just felt like sluggish and just not like myself. And it really sucked for a long time. And I put in the work, you know, working with our head coach, Alex, one-on-one, -on -one, really doing a lot of just amazing stuff with my hormone health. And by the beginning of this year, it was um, January, I believe, or maybe it was early February when I did another set of labs. And my cortisol was essentially beautiful. It was like spot on, right in the middle, right where it should be. It looked fantastic. My sex hormones had improved tremendously, went from being like basically premenopausal last year to now my sex hormones look really good. There's still a few things I want to improve to make them optimal. 
And then my gut health has improved tremendously. I mean, thinking about symptom wise a year ago, I could hardly eat anything without getting a stomach ache, like literally anything. And nowadays I am eating everything. I've added back in gluten. I've added back in dairy. I was just going to say, can you share about that? Because that's been the biggest thing where like sometimes like, you know, you, you told me that you'll post online and be like, oh, this is my parfait. And people are like, you mean you're eating dairy again? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> what is this witchcraft you're doing? <laughs> yeah. And so it's, it's been really, really incredible to just see how much better I feel and see it like you can't deny it when it's right there in yeah. the lab work in front of you. But that all being said, I still am always on the chase of continuously improving my body. And one of the biggest things with just the way that we do our coaching practice is we are always wanting to learn, always wanting to improve, always wanting to make sure that we are really the top of our game of understanding the newest just education and the newest practices in the functional health space, especially, but really in just managing our health and our hormones and our body compositions as a whole. So in doing so, you know, we've been actually training under a really incredible functional health practitioner um, really since the beginning of 2023. Our head coach is training with them and I as well has started to coach with them actually to really practice on some of these protocols on myself while also seeing what I can do to improve my body composition on the way because I have put on body fat in the last two years and I do want to get lean again. I want to kind of get back to a healthy level of leanness, a lower body fat percentage while also maintaining incredible hormone health markers. And so in doing so, I've actually just in the last month started to add in some pretty, um, I guess you could say just interesting protocols, things that I didn't expect that I would be doing. And so for one, we can um, talk about that this is comes from kind of the idea of cycle syncing. A lot of people are familiar like with cycle syncing. Like your cycle is what you're- Yeah. A lot of people are familiar with the concept of cycle syncing. I know it's like become a, a fad on TikTok and Instagram reels because I have people asking me all the time about my thoughts on cycle syncing. And it's something that I have- really appreciated for a long time. We actually have used cycle syncing in terms of managing our clients training a lot of times. It's why we like to, you know, for our clients who are not on birth control, especially to make sure that we're teaching them to understand their body, understand their menstrual cycle, understand how their body is going to feel during the different phases and how to almost, almost like biohack your body in that way to use the different phases to accomplish different things with your body. And so like at times we might train differently during different phases. We might train harder during different phases. Um, and that's you always fuel been, your body differently, right? Through different phases now. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what I'm talking about of yeah. like for our clients, we've really done a lot with the training side of things. Oh, gotcha. So now with myself, something that I've implemented more recently is some pretty, I guess you could say like strict protocols around my nutrition, around my cycle. So essentially during the four phases of my cycle from menstruation to the follicular phase, to ovulation, and then to the luteal phase, I'm doing different things with my nutrition during each of those phases and like very different things. So during menstruation, because this is really the time where your body is cleaning out it is working on making estrogen and that estrogen drives your insulin down. So during those couple of days during menstruation, this is really only lasting for about two to three days. I actually shorten my eating window and I eat a lot less calories than normal. I eat very low calorie on those days. And this is something that I'm like nervous to even admit because I've honestly in the past talked so much about like the harm that we can do in our bodies when we are perpetually under eating eating low calories. And part of me feels a little bit like disingenuous to share that I am 
eating low calories for even just these couple of days. But I think that's, I mean, I think one, the beauty of it is you being very honest with this stuff and, and the fact that you were saying it's not perpetual. It's not something that you do for a week's period at a time. It's like 24, 48 hours, right? Yeah. So it's not, and again, you know, these protocols are very much made for Vanessa, her hormone health, her journey, her goals, her body in particular. So this is not for you to take and be like, oh, Vanessa told me I need to eat less calories. That's not what we're saying. So we, we just want to kind of, you know, bring out to light and really uh, emphasize on is that there are certain ways that you can even uh, more personalize your nutrition, especially around, you know, your cycle and the way you're trained and everything like that. So these are just for you. But again, it's, you know, if you are eating the low calories, it's only for 24, 48 hours. It's nothing crazy. Yeah. It's, it's like 48, 72 hours. And it is something where I, I'm doing this with a very specific supplement protocol as well. And I didn't just jump into this from the day one. This was something that we eased into starting with some different protocols that helped really open up my detox pathways, really helped clean out my liver, really helped set my body up to be able to handle the intensity of these protocols. So I want to be very, very clear. This is not something I just jumped into out of the blue. It's something that researched a lot and I am testing on my body right now. I'm not saying that, oh, this is amazing. You should do this. I love it. I approve of it. I am just sharing this in real time of like, this is something I'm doing right now and it's yeah. uncomfortable yeah. and it is kind of weird to share, but Nor I always want to be very, very honest to our listeners, to my followers, to our clients of what are the things that we are doing? What are the things that we're researching and what we're, what we're currently learning? Yeah. Nor is it something that you saw from a, a TikTok video or a reel or something like that. Again, this is not something that, you know, you've been influenced by. This is like research database, uh, science-based stuff that you're trying on your body just to see what all changes you can um, experience. Yeah. So, you know, again, during menstruation, I am shortening my eating window and I'm eating very low calorie on those two to three days. Um, and the reason for this is because that low calories actually is going to help with essentially the the cleaning out of and like focusing on the estrogen really helps in producing and just clearing out the estrogen. So, that's essentially why I'm doing that during that phase is because estrogen is driving insulin down. So we're just really lowering our calories and focusing on this. But something I also want to emphasize is in during this phase, I'm also not working out at all. I don't even have a step goal. I'm just moving in ways that my body might feel good moving, you know, trying to still get outside for some gentle walks, but not even like forcing myself to hit 10K steps. It is truly expecting that I'm going to be lower energy on those days, but my body is working hard to clear out the estrogen. So there's a reason for it. But after those two to three days, you know, after menstruation, after my period, then I'm moving into what is called the follicular phase. And during the follicular phase, this is when estrogen is made. It's when testosterone is increasing. There's that kind of small surge in progesterone as well. And so your estrogen and your testosterone, it needs foods to break down and detox. So we go from even having that short eating window, low calories for those couple of days to now we actually go higher calories and we actually now ramp up training a little bit. So now I'm actually going to be doing strength training four days a week during my follicular phase, which is about seven to 10 days or so. And so, you know, switching to eating more food, it's going to really help with metabolizing those hormones at that time. And, and, and you're just fueling your body with more calories and using those calories to help you in your workouts, to help you, you know, do the body recomposition that you ultimately want, right? Exactly. Because this is all about optimizing our metabolism here and really working with our hormones as they change, as they rise and fall. And so during the follicular phase, that's what we're doing. 
And then what comes after follicular phase is ovulation. So during our ovulation, during this time, you know, again, it's about seven to 10 days. And this is when my calories are actually at their highest. This is when we ramp up carbs. Like we really want to give our body the carbs here because this is when, you know, there's this increase in hormones and we just want to take advantage of that. Our hormones are driven up. We are utilizing them. And so my strength training is still going to be four days a week during this time. But this is when I'm pushing during the follicular phase. Follicular phase. <laughs> Sometimes I swear my words just get all jumbled around. So during the follicular phase, during that seven to 10 days post menstruation, I am training four days a week, but I'm not pushing super hard in that training yet. In that next week during ovulation, that's when I can really push myself. That's when I can push really up my weights, you know, go try to just gain some strength, you know, put my, put myself into that like feeling of discomfort a little bit, which is really fun for me. It's something I, I really enjoy doing. What do they say? Like discomfort breeds growth. So there you go. Exactly. You're, you're just growing. Exactly. And then finally, the phase after that, the luteal phase, everybody's favorite you know, saying that sarcastically, if you don't know, luteal phase typically is when you kind of feel the worst right before your period. And so it's like that seven to 10 days before your period starts. And so during this time, we lower calories a little bit. We lower carbs a lot. So remember our carbs are really high during, um, during ovulation. I was really maximizing my carbs, but now during my luteal phase, I actually bring carbs down. We go um, lighter with the strength training. I'm probably going to strength train two to three days a week. I'm going to do a little bit more of just like moderate cardio, just kind of get my body moving, but try and stay more in just like, I, I hate this word, but like that quintessential, like fat burning zone, mm -hmm. you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where I'm not like stressing my body, but I am getting in plenty of movement. And this is because progesterone is coming back in. The body is a little bit more insulin sensitive, has just a higher energy expenditure. So we have that moderate protein, higher fat to kind of support more of that insulin resistance and just really we're, we're keeping calories still a little bit higher. We're just really trying to changing up the ratio of our macronutrients to work with our changing hormones with work, work with our body's changing level of like insulin resistance and just kind of optimize those things. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie to you. And I see you do this stuff every single day. Like I'm, I, I'm genuinely interested and curious. So I always ask like, you know, what is your training looking like these days? So, you know, what are you eating today? Or what is your plan? Whatever. So to our listeners, because I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. This sounds like a science experiment. This sounds hard. It, it kind of is a science Because yeah, you're literally like, you're like, we're lowering, car you know, carbs a little bit. We're training less. To some people are like, what do you mean by a little bit? Like, what's a little bit? So can you talk a little bit about that? Like, do you think that this is somebody that, or this is something that somebody could do on their own without the help of like an expert? I would absolutely not advise you to yeah. try and do this on your own. Cause there's a lot do of not changes do this at this. home kids. <laughs> Seriously. But there's a lot of changes. Cause you're like, you know, lower this, lower that. It's like how much by how much, what kind of food should I be eating? So I want to reiterate that the fact that, you know, you have a coach as well and that coaches need coaches too. Right. Because at the end of the day, again, from an outside perspective, me looking at outward inside, it's like, this is really hard. And, and there's so many changes. There's so many variables and, and you guys are looking at so many things. So I'm like, how can somebody possibly really, you know, make some progress on all this if they don't know what they're doing? And I, I want to be clear here too, that I am very privileged in this way that like I work from home, I run my own business. I can kind of operate my schedule how I want to operate it. So in a way I'm essentially like cycle syncing my work right now too. Yeah. yeah. Like during, so right now recording this during my follicular phase, which is a time where I feel 
amazing. And guess what? This week I'm pushing hard. Like I'm working longer hours than normal. I'm like my deep work hours. I'm getting so much done. I feel so creative and I'm accomplishing a lot and it doesn't feel hard. It doesn't feel like I'm having to push myself. Now, But then during some of my other phases, like during you know, during menstruation, when I am shorting my eating window, I'm eating less calories overall. I expect to feel lower energy. So I am purposely making sure that I don't have anything tough on my work calendar during those couple of days because I need to really be fair to my body and I need to give myself the best chance possible. And I acknowledge and recognize that that is not a possibility for a lot of people, which is why one of the reasons I get nervous about even sharing this type of stuff, because I don't want to scare people off and think that if you join VGFN or if you want to work with us, this is the kind of stuff we're going to have you do. That is absolutely not true. The reason we are learning these things is because there are some cases, some conditions that require much more intensive types of nutrition care. Nutritional therapy can solve incredible things. I've seen it do amazing things of getting people off of just a list of medications, completely transforming their life and changing how they feel. The reality is when we're dealing with something really, really difficult, we might have to do things that feel really, really difficult if we want to get to the other side of that. And so this is not something we will ever, ever start a client with. This is the kind of stuff where if you have a very intense, I guess you could say, type of issue going on and the client's body is not responding to the smaller changes and the typical things. And we have every box checked, everything is going perfectly on the front. And now the only thing left to do is to get more intense with protocols. That's when we might start to add in some of these more intense things. And in that situation, that's when working with a coach who knows you, knows your personality, knows your lifestyle, knows the demands of your life, they can really customize a protocol that is going to be realistic for you. This is realistic for me in my life. It's not going to be realistic for a lot of people. Yeah. And I just want to say, you know, to to your point, Vanessa, I, I genuinely think, though, that for the women out there that have checked all the boxes, that have gone through all of the different things that they've tried and nothing has worked, having somebody that actually can help you with some of these nutritional therapy things, even though, sure, it might be a little bit more extreme than other things, I think that's just a, such a great sign of hope because having, you know, knowing that somebody out there is able to do this and knows how to handle all of these things is so helpful because it gives you a little bit of that glimmer of hope. And it's like, hey, if Vanessa can do it, I can definitely do it. And sure, it's going to take a little bit of work. But at the end of the day, you know, you're going to have to dial in the nutrition either way. You're going to have to dial in the workouts. You might as well do it with somebody that knows what they're doing and that has gone through the things that you're currently going through, you know? Yeah. And I do want to also say too, that there is still some flexibility that I'm allowing myself to have within this. Like I still want to live life. So like like, we're going to a concert this weekend. We're going to Morgan Wallen this weekend. And I do plan on having- You want to sing us some Morgan Wallen, babe? No, I don't think, I don't want to subject the people to that. You know, well, I, I plan on having probably like one or two drinks before or during the concert. Um, you know, we have your birthday this month and I plan to have some cake and, you know, have a, a drink or so maybe on your birthday. It's like there is some flexibility within this, but I also outside of those special occasions, I am very dialed in. So it is a balance. It is an ebb and a flow. And you just have to be honest with yourself. Like when you get to this kind of level of this like more intense just harder protocols. It takes a lot more planning. It takes a lot more work. You do have to recruit some help with this. Obviously you need a coach to go through this. Do not try and do this on your own. I really doesn't, 
doesn't, we do not have to be the coach through that, but do not do this type of stuff on your own. But even if you are, you know, going through this with a coach, you're going to need help from the people in your life. Like, you know, Omar and I work together. He understands my body. He understands my protocols. Like he can help me on those days that I need that extra help. Like with, you know, taking care of Zoe, if I'm super low energy that day, he can kind of pick up my slack because he's amazing like that. And he understands what I'm going Uh, through. Can you say that again? I think my headphones cut out a little bit. (laughs) Actually, we, I think we need to cut that part. (laughs) Kyle, don't cut it. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I do want to say though, babe, you know, sure it does take hard work. Sure. It does take some, you know, um, practice and it takes some planning and stuff but I've also seen the other side of it when you're literally like in tears because you don't know what the heck is going on in your body you're literally so bloated after eating that you don't know how to begin fixing this you're also low energy your mood swings so I just want to say while sure it sounds like work there's it's also not for the rest of your life but it again it just gives you hope it gives you answers so that the women out there can be like wow there are some answers. There are, there is a solution to all of these problems that a lot of times people just think I'm crazy or people don't believe me or whatever that might look like, you know? Yeah. And that's, you know, if you follow me on Instagram, you might've seen about two months ago, I kind of had a little bit of a breakdown on my Instagram stories when I shared about that, even after getting like my hormones to a place on paper on the labs was optimal. I still was noticing, I something chemically was off during certain phases of my cycle to where during my luteal phase, I was kind of sinking into a depression and it was really scary. It was something that was extremely uncomfortable, felt terrible, and it was affecting every area of my life. And so that was one of those times where I was like, I'm really, really excited and grateful that I am testing out some of these more in-depth nutritional therapy practices on my body because I know I have a lot of faith that those things are going to improve. And guess what? Just one month later, my my next luteal phase, I felt amazing during that whole time. And just to be able to have that kind of night and day difference from just one month of these kinds of newer protocols was really, really incredible to see. So I'm excited to see at the end of this month how I'm feeling, if things continue to improve, especially, you know, now we're looking to see like body composition changes as well. I, I'm excited about it. I'm excited for you. I think this is going to be great. And and I just love the fact that, again, everything has been done very naturally, meaning there's been no antibiotics, no medicine, no nothing like that. It's just been literally just changing up your nutrition, changing up your training. And just the fact that you're getting answers makes me happy because I'm like, I'm, I'm just excited for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, enough about me. <laughs> I want to hear about you, Omar, about because the, the, the word on the street, the people are saying that you've put on quite a bit of muscle lately. I know. Listen, I've gotten a couple DMs. I got a compliment on our team call the other day. I'm like, man, I'm like, maybe I need to start wearing like size small shirts now and see what that looks <laughs> like. Um, but yeah, no. So a quick update on me. Um, and I, I've shared this on the podcast. So last year, um, I decided to do like a, a pretty substantial cut and I went from like, you know, probably 195 pounds, almost 200 pounds down to like 168, 167. So again, for me, um, I'm pretty stocky, you know, like five, nine, five, ten, Um, and I've always just been a bigger guy. And so I was like, all right, let's just kind of see how things go. So I got, you know, as lean as I could, but then I got to that point and I felt a little bit, um, like an out of body, out of body experience. And what I mean by that is I just, I felt small and like, Mm -hmm. I felt tiny and I never felt that way. So what I, started doing was I, I started working with, um, the cat who's on our team. And I was like, cat, I was like, I want to put on some size. Like I want to get just jacked. And she's like, <laughs> really? I was like, yeah. I was like, what is it going to take? And she's like, well, she's like, it's going to take 
you know, for you to eat more. Like you have to eat more calories so you can get to that size. And I'm like, well, I don't want to gain, you know, stubborn belly fat or I don't want to gain weight or I, I don't want to do this. She's like, well, Omar, she's like, here's the thing. Either we can use more fuel and, and get your body to where you want it to be, or we can stay the same size. She's like, so in order for you to really get some more lean tone muscle to be able to show off later on, we have to get that size put on first, right? So I was like, okay, whatever. I was like, I'm all in. Let's do it. What I didn't know was the kind of adventure and um, protocols that I was getting myself into. And I was like, when I when I got down to it, I was like, holy shit, like this is hard work. So anyways, um, and again, these are special to me, not anybody else, right? But I went from eating like 22, 2300 calories all the way up to 31, 3200. So almost a thousand calories more on a daily average, on a daily basis. So we did that from January to April and um, my weight, which was one of the scariest things, started trending upwards. And I have never been in a situation where I, I've always just lost the weight and then just kind of maintained there for a little bit. And then- Well, so you battled with your weight when you were younger. You, yes. That was something that you were always self-conscious about. So like, what was that like for you to now be intentionally seeing the scale go up and like that being part of the plan was like, I'm putting on size here and yes, I am primarily looking to put on muscle, but there will probably be some body fat through this process as well. How did that feel? Like, what was that like for you? It was scary. It, it almost was a little bit of body dysmorphia because when I was in college, um, of course, drinking, eating late nights, whatever, I, I went from probably 190 in high school to about 230. So that was that was a big, big Omar back in the big day. Boy. And there's a there's a picture of my profile on Instagram where it's like, you can see like my, my shirt is just puffed up because my belly is so big. But I was like, whatever, drinking Natty Lights, who cares, right? So then, yes, come to find, or come to find out. A couple years later, now I'm like, oh, now I want to put on muscle, right? But again, my progress or my uh, program or my protocols have always been the reverse. I always want to lose, want to lose, want to lose. This way I was gaining weight. And I was like, I was, I would tell Kat all the time. I'm like, Kat, I'm like, the scale's going up. She's like, I know. She's like, this is part of the process. She's like, but trust me, like we'll get there. Now the craziest thing was, and I told you about this, babe, was I had just bought some clothes in like December, right? I bought some mm-hmm. like nice little lemon pants and I was like, okay. I was like, you know, 168 pound Omar. I'm like, I can fit in like size 32 pants. As I started to gain a little bit of weight, those pants were tighter and tighter and tighter. And then when I last put them on back in like February, March, the button was like almost uncomfortably tight. And I was like, holy shit. I'm like, how much more of this can I actually do? I'm like, am I actually doing this this thing the right way? Like, honestly, there were so many second thoughts about the process because it was very uncomfortable for me to go through it. And even as a guy, I think um, I saw a video not too long the other day about Phil Heath that we got to meet, who was a like seven-time Mr. Olympia, top of the world, like bodybuilder. He was talking about he had body dysmorphia. And this guy, I mean, he's like Arnold Schwarzenegger. This is like the greatest physique in the world. And he has body Correct. dysmorphia. Yeah, and he was like, I was, you know, uh, six, seven, six, five percent body fat. And I still thought that I could have more weight to lose. So when I saw that, I was like, okay, like I'm not the only guy that goes through this. Women, guys, they all go through it. And at the end of the day, we all struggle with our own body image issues, right? So for me to purposely continue to gain this weight, I felt like I was back in college and I was like, oh my gosh, am I going to be able to take the weight off? Am I like, what? Are, what's going to happen? Like, what if, what if, what if? My mind just kind of kept spiraling. But anyways, 
long story short, I trusted Kat and I was very, um, I would like to say that I was pretty dialed in with my nutrition aside from a couple trips here and there where of course, when you're eating more calories, it, it's more flexible, right? To be doing these things. But yeah, we got our calories up to like 31, 3,200. We were there for four months. I went from 175, 170, 175 pounds all the way to 201, which is what I weighed in like a couple last week or so. So from here, I, I was telling Kat, I was like, you know, my workouts are feeling great. Um, I have more energy. As a matter of fact, I went from drinking uh, coffee one to two times a day to zero coffee. Now I drink no pre-workout whatsoever. Just it's amazing because, what could happen when you are just fueling yeah, your body. Like crazy. food can give you energy, yeah, guys. <laughs> yeah. And don't get me wrong. Um, my, my shirts were a little bit tighter, but also part of it, like I just felt like there was more muscle there and I felt stronger in my workouts. My recovery was so much better. My sleep was fantastic. And so she, Kat was saying, she's like, these are the health markers that we need to look at. She's like, you know, it's not the scale. The scale doesn't say, say it all. So that has finished last week. And then and this week we're going into um, basically like we're doing our one rep maxes. So we're checking to see just how much, you know, more strength I've gained and stuff like that. So when and, you gain strength, that is a a great sign that you've put on muscle Correct. because you're not going to gain strength without gaining muscle. It's yeah. just, it doesn't happen. Right. So, um, one of the things, and I just literally did this yesterday, but I went in my back squat from 335 pounds, which was pretty wobbly and shaky. And then yesterday I was able to go up to 365. So I put on 30 pounds in a matter of like eight, nine weeks, which is substantial it's, for yeah. those who don't understand, like adding 30 pounds onto your one rep max back squat in a few months is insane. It's like that lot. is a huge yeah. jump and upward. I'm going to say like I'm 30, about to be 31, which I hate to admit. Right. So <laughs> I'm not like a spring chicken anymore. And, and I, I was a little bit nervous. I've had a back injury. I've had a herniated disc in the past from CrossFit and stuff like that. So I was a little nervous and I didn't know what to expect. So I got up there and I wanted to push myself. And honestly, I think I was telling you, like I was doing it by myself. So I think I could have pushed a little bit more if I wanted to, but 30 pounds for me was plenty. So yes, now that we have, you know, uh, built some muscle, we've gained some strength, we've, you know, gained a ton of energy and, and have gotten my body to where I want it to be. Now here comes the, the next fun part, right? So now we're dropping some calories, but here's the cool thing. If you think about it, how easy is it to drop calories from 3000? Then it would be from like 2000 calories, right? Mm -hmm. So again, my maintenance is now going to be higher because I'm a bigger person. I'm, I've put on some muscle now. So that means I can maintain my weight at big, at much more calories. Muscle so, burns more calories. So exactly. you add what, I mean, that was, you have substantially put on a lot of muscle. Is it visibly obvious? I know. That's why you, were, you kept I saying my butt looks bigger and everything. I was like, <laughs> all right, let's do this. I mean, I was joking <laughs> that like, oh, the people are saying, but really yeah. I have had comments like I, you know, when I would post like a random picture of you on our, my story or something like yeah. probably making fun of you, but yet then people would respond like, wow, has Omar put on a lot of muscle? Yeah, my thought, like my legs have gotten bigger, my back, my, my arms, my biceps, my, uh, yeah, everything has gotten bigger. So now comes the far, the fun part where we're going to drop some calories. We're going to show off some of that lean muscle. But again, the coolest thing has been just seeing myself get uncomfortable with the scale going up, but not placing so much emphasis on just the scale. We've seen our, my energy levels go up. We've seen my strength. We've seen my performance in the gym. We've seen everything else just progressively get better. And sure, as the scale has gotten higher as well. And that's the part of it. It's like, you can't have one thing without the other, right? And now again, the, the best part is, is now that we're going to a, a cut phase uh, to lose a little bit of that stubborn body fat that I kind of gained, 
we're going to show off now that lean muscle. So now this is where I get super excited because I just want to see what, what I, I can reveal and, and go from there. And, um, as a, I won't reveal too much, but I have done a, um, a, 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 I've scheduled something that's going to help me stay, uh, I think, um, just, you know, bought into the process so that come, you know, August, September, when I hopefully reveal as much muscle as I can, um, I'll be able to, you know, take advantage of it. So yeah. we'll see how things go. But yeah, it's, it's been an exciting process. It's been an uncomfortable process. It's been a scary process. Um, has it been like all rainbows and butterfly? No, like it's taken hard work. I mean, eating 3000 calories consistently on average, it takes work. It takes planning. But I just wanted to push myself and, and just see how much my body would respond and just continue to strive to be that 1% better like we always talk about, you know? Yeah, 100%. I love it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I hope that this was helpful for those of you out there because, I, I mean, we get a lot of questions about, like, what we're doing. I get questions probably almost daily asking me about, like, things that I do. And I do get nervous to share about the things that I do because I don't want people to take it as recommendations because the thing you need to understand, the thing you need to walk away from with this episode is that every body requires something different. Depending on what phase you are in your life, depending on kind of what season it is of what you're working on with your body, depending on your diet so many different, history too. Yeah, depending on so many different factors. And that's where it really can be nice to hear what different people do to learn about what is out there, what is possible, why people do different things, what the purpose is behind it. But really in order to understand what is best for you, I really recommend getting some individualized help. We will offer to those of you who have listened to all the way through this episode that if you want to hop on just a free consultation with us and really learn a little bit more about what you should do with your body. We can ask you some questions and kind of give a little bit of advice and some free resources. We're more than happy to do so. Just shoot me a DM that says free call and we'll go ahead and see if we can get that booked for you. Um, I think we'll, it'll depend on how many spaces we end up having open uh, once this episode goes out next week. So of course, you know, if we get fully booked up, just <laughs> we'll schedule it. Just, Don't yeah, you guys worry. We'll, we'll work on it. We'll, we'll figure I'll, it out. I'll follow through on my promise. Yeah. And by the way, please, if you guys see me on Vanessa's story, if you guys go over to my page and see my story, please tell Vanessa or tell me how big I look. I love it. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> digging fishing for compliments here. Well, again, I hope this was a helpful episode for those of you out there. If it was, shoot me a message. Let me know. It's really awesome when I can get that feedback from you and share it with a friend. Share our podcast with somebody that you think could benefit from this and share the love. But thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back next week. See you guys. Thanks for listening. If you learned something today, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review in iTunes. And if this particular episode resonated with you, do me a favor and take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story. Don't forget to tag me at Vanessa G Fitness so I can show you some love. All right, my carb queens, talk to you in the next episode. <laughs>